want to act as if we've got all this old life. We don't want to act as if we don't have to go before you. We don't want to act as if, God, we are so in tune with you that we don't have to stay in constant communication with you, God. You are my life source. You are my life source. Apart from you, I am nothing. And quite frankly, God, connected to you, I'm not much either. It's because of you, I am who I am. So God, as I stand here before your people for another preaching, teaching moment, God, have mercy on me. Endow me with your power. Endow me with your anointing because skill sets mean nothing, but God is the anointing that destroys the yoke. So God, I need your anointing on today. God, I pray that you would give me a heart and a mind like Jeremiah, God, not to be afraid of their faces, but to stand flat-footed and give what it is that you've given them for giving me for them on today. And Father, we thank you in advance for lives being changed. We thank you in advance for hearts being made pliable. We thank you on today for your word accomplishing that that you set it out to do because your word shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what it is that you set it out to do. We give your name reverence and we give your name glory and it is in Jesus' name that we do pray that in your heart say amen. Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, we're going to start there. Deuteronomy 30. We're going to start at the 11th verse. Is that what I gave you, Tierra? Deuteronomy 30, 11. We're going to start there. We thank God for each and every one of you who have come to worship with us on today that might be... Uh, guest of ours on today. If you're a guest in the house, and simply because I don't, uh, I really don't look at faces when I'm up here. I just do what God tells me to do. So people will tell you they'll be waving at me, and I don't. Hey, smile. I saw your face though. How you doing? If I was one of the old folks, I'd say, stand up, turn around, let me take a look at you. <laughs> That's what the old folks used to say, right? I'll turn around and like, what is the behind of me gonna look? Exactly. Right, right. Ain't you supposed to be going by that? You know what? <laughs> we thank God for you being here. But if you're a guest here on today, I thought I saw a guest walking home. That side, did I see a guest? <laughs> What's your name? Kyla. Kyla, thank you so much for worshiping with us on today. Did I see anybody else? Another guest, another guest, another guest. Who are you pointing at? That's a Kendrick. That's my boy Kendrick. He ain't a guest. He belong here like you do. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy the 30th chapter starting at the 11th verse. He was standing out on God's word. Thank God, seriously, for these musicians. Oh, we yeah. Here's the blessing. The blessing is when Mark has to slide, this one going to slide. And where's, where's, where's Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Got his deacon suit on too today. What? 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 By the way, y'all look marvelous. Thank y'all for. Listen to my text. Amen. Because the Lord told me if the club got a dress code, why doesn't the church? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Really, did you hit that note before you walk out there? You know what you Deuteronomy 30, starting at verse 11, it reads as follows For this commandment which I give, I command you today, is not too difficult for you, nor is it out of reach. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will go up to heaven for us to get it for us and make us hear it that we may observe it. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will cross the sea for us to get it for us and make us hear it that we may observe it. But the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may observe it. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity and death and adversity. In that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, 
and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply, and that the Lord your God may bless you in the land where you are entering to possess it. Verse 17, but if your heart turns away and you will not obey, but are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess it. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, and by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. I'm going to read one more Proverbs. Just one verse here, Proverbs. What scripture did I give you, Tiana? 16 and 25. Say what? 16 and 25. 16 and 25. I want 16 and 15. 16 and 25. Proverbs 16 and 25. One verse. New American Standard Version says this. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but its end is the way of death. If I were to read that one verse from the message, it says, there is a way that looks harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If I was in the old church, I'd say, ushers, get the doors, because don't nobody need to leave while I'm talking. Okay, gosh. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about, I don't know if I said it like this to you, but just put it up anyway. How to start the year strong and not wrong. Close enough. How to start the year, is that what it is? Close enough. Close enough. What else is Starting the, the year strong, not wrong. Okay, it's the same thing. Okay. How to start the year strong and not wrong. And I say, well, God, that's a Hard word to start the year off with. He said precisely. Precisely. Because I was reading something with regards to New Year's Eve service. Tell the truth again. Shame the devil. How many of you all found the church service to go to on New Year's Eve? Tell the truth. Okay. All right. Appreciate you for telling the truth. I remember back in the day when I was younger, New Year's Eve service or watch night service or whatever it was always started around 10, 10 30. Anybody remember that coming up? Yeah. It always started late. Always started late. Because the intent was you were supposed to bring in the new year with the Lord. What has now recently uh, in, in, in later years occurred is that we start church service earlier. Because the pretense for some is if you can at least get some church in, get some Jesus in before you go out and do what it is you want to do. Can, can I just be honest with you? This ain't going to be a run down the, you know, I'll flip over some pew. I mean, it might be if the word convicts you, but I'm just telling you, this is not what God intends today. God intends to set order. Not just in your house, but in this house. And so he 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 reminded me that you all we 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 allow subtleties of life to just inch us quicker and well not quicker but slowly and very subtly away from what God intended in the first place. Because we do it because we don't want to offend nobody. I've heard preachers say they won't preach on money because that offends folks. They, they won't preach on, on, on uh, you know, 
uh, folks uh, sleeping outside of marriage because, you know, I don't want to upset the musician or I don't want to upset the assistant pastor because, you know, God knows their heart. Can I just go here right quick? Y'all ain't, ain't going to love me, and that's cool. That's cool. Because here's the reality of it. Y'all didn't know me when I moved here. So y'all couldn't love me then. And as long as God got me, I just got to do what God, I'm more afraid of God than I am of y'all. With that being said, here I go. We're at the place, you all, where God is about to take many of us, not in this house, but in your own houses. God is about to unleash those things that we've been praying for. And truth be told, he could have unleashed them long before had you not done things that you thought was the right thing to do. I don't see no harm in doing it this way. I, I, you know, I'm just trying to make things happen. You know, I got to get on my hustle. You know, I just got to make it do what it do. But here's the deal. If God didn't give you how to do what it is that you do, how would you do it? We are living our lives, you all, as if we are the ones that gave us the air we breathe, the heartbeat we have, the ability that we have, the jobs that we have, the cars that we have, the places we live, the know-how we have in our head, the money that we get from the jobs that he gave us. We act as if we did all that. I mean, God appreciates you, but I did it. That's how we act. And here's the reality of everything you are. The problem is, we don't believe that God is who he is. We say we do, but we don't live like it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We live our lives as if we are spiritual atheists. Let me rephrase that. Christian atheist. We say we believe God exists, but we live like he doesn't. And you can sit there and be upset with me and say, I know you ain't talking to me because I live, I get up, I pray every day, and I read my word, and I this, that, and the third. But I guarantee you, if I were to pull out a scripture and say, do you follow this one? Well, no, because, you know, I mean, how am I supposed to? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Every, all scripture, the Bible says all scripture is God-inspired and is profitable. All scripture. Not just the scriptures that seems easy for you to follow. But you all, I love how we want to live in ignorance. I didn't know it was there. So let me ask you this. Anybody um, ever had to study like in school or study a book or something in order to be able to take a test to get something you really wanted, whether it be a driver's license, whether it be a degree, whether it be a certification, whether it be graduation from high school or college. Anybody, anybody raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Okay, all right, put your hand down. All right. If you fell short on your test and you weren't able to get that license, that certification, that, that, that graduation, uh, that job, could you tell the people, well, you can't hold me accountable to that. I didn't know it was in there. Can you? If you really want it, what you going to do? You're going to study and take it again, right? But you're not just going to sit there and be mad out. That's stupid. They shouldn't even put that in there no way. Wait, let me put a pin there. Some of y'all are That don't even make no sense. Why they got that in there anyway? That's a stupid law. How you going to give me a ticket on this stupid law? How you expect me to go 45? It's a straight way. What no cars out here? How you going to get me clocking me at 68 on a 45? It was at night. 
said it before. If the speed limit is 48, is, is 45, and you do a 52, and somebody decides to give you a ticket, you can't get mad at them, but we will. Man, I wasn't even over 10, 10 miles over. How you go? I was doing 52. It's a 45. Like, he don't know numbers. <laughs> but the speed limit is 45. Man has determined that you can do 10 miles over the speed limit. Up to. And some of us, that up to man, you know, is up to when we see a police car. <laughs> and then you try to break lightly so they don't see your you break lights. So they know they're gonna get you. Come on, tell the truth up in there. But the law is the law. Is that right? What you test on and what they have all ability to test you on anything that's in the books, in the material, in the classes. Ain't that right, Simone? You couldn't become a nurse telling them, well, I don't, I don't use that size uh, needle to go into that thing. I don't. See, y'all stupid. See, if y'all let me teach, y'all let me write this book, I could have told you that, that wouldn't have got you to RN. No. So why is it that we're going to do that with God and his word? God, that don't make no sense. Everybody sleeping with everybody. How you going to hold that against me? God, come on now. Everybody smoke. Everybody. <laughs> How you going to hold that against me? Because we don't believe God's word. Some of us can't believe it because we don't read it. That's in there. Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. Some of us believe that it's man-made. Can I just, I'm about to make some folks mad. Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to miss some folks next week. And that's fine. I don't care. You know, there's been some times that it's just been me, my family, and Kyosha. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay because God has kept us up until here. Amen. Amen. So I'm just going to do what I do. Y'all, marriage is not man-made. It's God-made. And some folks know how to play house better than married folks. Yes, I'm going here. I ain't talking about nobody's specific house. You have no idea how many folks will call me, counsel with me, about somebody that they living with that's not their wife or not their Oh my God. Listen. You have no idea. So you trying to tell me, me drinking my Henny every day is going to keep, I don't understand. So would God rather me go ahead and just clock somebody? No, he would rather you trust him. And quit drinking the Hennessy and getting drunk and cussing everybody out. That's what he wants. But you all, there's a way that seems right that will lead you straight to hell. Let me talk about this house. I got up this morning and, and, and God said, I need you to go back to intercessory prayer. I said, God, we pray when we open up. He said, Did you hear what I said? Oh, please know when I talk to you like this, God talks to me like that. So somebody got to get it from him because he talks to me like that. <laughs> I said, we open up and pray. He said, that's not what I said to you. I said, open up in intercessory prayer. How many of you all were here when we first started in the, um, thank you, Nikki, uh, were here when we were in the community center, in the community center? Deke was here. Uh, Kiyoshi was here. All right. You have a question? Yes. She don't want to fail the test, y'all. Excuse me. I mean, prayer, I mean, what I miss. Oftentimes when we pray, first of all, let me say this. Prayer is not a time that we sit there and give our laundry list to God. Can I just start there? Prayer is not a time that we sit there and tell God everything we need him to do. How would you like it if parents 
parents? How many parents? I got to hear parents, 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 quick, quick, quick. Okay. How would you like it if the only time you heard from your kids was, hey, so listen, um, I'm about $150 short on some stuff I need to get done. Don't ask me what they are. But I need to under- Come on now, because y'all know. Because the first thing a parent going to say, you don't need that. Y'all tell me what I need. Wait, you asking me for what? I'm about $150 short, so I need that. Um, and then um, I need, I got to put my car in the shop, so I'm going to need you to get up at 430 and come pick me up by 545 so I could be at work at 7 because I'm going to work early. And then I'm getting off a little early, so yeah, okay, you can't do that that day. I need you to come pick me up. Um, and then I'm going to need to go grocery shopping. Matter of fact, can you just go grocery shopping for me while I'm at work? Then I won't have to waste my time doing it. See, blood pressure just goes shot up on folks' forehead. Wait, Nikki, sit down, Nikki. Sit down. Her blood pressure just shot up. Because, parent, you be like, first of all, hello. How you doing? Thanks. Thank, yeah, I'm okay. Thanks for checking. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Beside that, so you can get all that done, right? That's exactly what we do to God. So prayer is not our laundry list to go to God with everything we need. First of all, you want just like you did. Hey, how you doing? Glad to hear. Sometimes God just wants to hear God. I thank you. I thank you just that you're there. Not not for what you did last week. Not for what you did yesterday. Not even what you did earlier today. Sometimes during the course of the day, I just tell God, thank you for just being there. I done got across the bridge one more time and I did not get in the accident. God, thank you. I was able to come down the street and somebody was not a wrong way driver and got him. Thank you. My daughter thinks I stay up because it's cute to, for her to get in. No, I'm covering her under the blood while she's driving at night. And when she gets here, God, thank you. I'm not up because I'm concerned because trust me, when I know she ain't coming, I'm out. <laughs> Missed your text last night. I ain't coming home. I got a headache. Child, I ain't do this. You was covered. <laughs> you was covered. I was sleepy in the store. But sometimes God just wants to hear that you appreciate him. Anybody ever like to just hear that you appreciate him? Well, guess what? God wants to know he's appreciated. I'm getting to your answer. Prayer is our two-way communication with God. Whatever it is that God puts in our mouth. Is what we say to God. Intercessory prayer specifically is not praying about your stuff. <clears throat> it's praying for uh, somebody else. Specifically. You are interceding. You are the intermediary. You are standing in the gap for somebody else. That's what intercessory prayer is. Intercessory prayer, we have seen it happen. We have prayed in intercessory prayer, praying for people with different types of ailments, diseases, uh, uh, habits, hang-ups, uh, addictions, and God has sent them through the door. We've seen it while we were praying. We've done Sunday school talking about how we would uh, uh, treat somebody who came out of nowhere, and out of nowhere, like on cue, a homeless man came and sat on our front row. Because when you're in tune with the Spirit, God will say, okay, I'm going to put your money where your mouth is. Prove me. That's what you say out your mouth? Okay, boom. And some of us are praying for stuff. God, give me, give me more patience. But then you get ticked off when God's in a situation that tests your patience. God, grow my character. Then he send you characters. Then when we say, God, I ain't signed up for this. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You signed up for when you said, God, teach me, grow me in my character. Matter of fact, you signed up for when you said, God, I want to be a follower of you. You signed up for all this. Yeah, you were drafted. <laughs> you know, old folks used to say, I'm a soldier in the army. I don't know the rest of the world. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I told y'all churchy. Um, it's saying, I hear somebody saying. But you all, we don't follow because we don't read. 
We don't follow because we feel like we don't have to. And while I meant no ill intent getting away from intercessory prayer, because really I didn't think about it. Minister Vernon started opening up. I said, you need to open up a prayer. Make sure it's intercessory prayer. And for a period of time, he was doing that. But can I just be honest and real with you? When folks don't respond, sometimes it's just easier to do it yourself. Anybody ever been there? Had your own stuff? Ask somebody to do it a certain way, and then they didn't do it that way. Just do it. My, I can do bad all. So what we did was we started getting away from intercessory prayer. God said today you bring intercessory prayer back in here. So understand this every Sunday. And I'm telling you now, I'm not going to tell you when it's going to happen in service. So don't be trying to come late think you're going to skip the intercessory prayer. I know you. Y'all been here a minute. I don't know when God is going to say stop, worship, and do intercessory prayer. That's the beautiful thing about really having your ear inclined to God. Because having your ear inclined to God means that there is no order of service. He is your order. He sets his own order. But every Sunday, there's going to be intercessory prayer. We're going to start having uh, little pads of paper, and I'm going to have somebody build me a, 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 uh, a box that you can put your, your prayer request in. Because we're going to start beating down heaven on, on, on somebody's house. And you can go ahead and miss it if you want to. But the, here's the reality of it, folks. Please hear my heart. We will not start this year strong and wrong. We used to say practice makes perfect, and we, we talked about that in Bible study. We would say practice makes perfect, but if you practicing something perfectly wrong, then you'll be wrong every time. Got to put my glasses on because I got to look at my deacon over there, the coach. Coach, there is a certain thing at a certain perfect form. But in order for somebody to get that form, first of all, they got to get the form right the first time. And then they got to repeat it right the first time. And what you do is you watch them to see if they start picking up bad habits in their form. Because if they keep that bad habit, they'll keep practicing and that bad habit is going to be hard to break. Right? You all, we have been doing church and some of us have been doing it perfectly wrong. We come to church because it's our reasonable service. I need to take it off my list for Sunday. I ain't seen this many people in church in a long time. Look, first Sunday of the year, Christmas, Mother Day, Easter. <laughs> After that, it's toss up. I'm sleepy in the day. Y'all didn't know what y'all was walking into the day. Y'all might came next Sunday. <laughs> but you all, some of us come to church and we do it perfectly wrong. We come in, we sit down, stand up, give God praise. You like, I ain't standing up. Better than that on me. Or you stand up and you do just this. Pastor loud, I ain't loud like a wig. But put you in front of the football game. Do a scratch off and you think you won. Bet you open up your mouth then. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. That's why y'all quiet up in this piece. Y'all will open up your mouth for what you think is important to you. Y'all better make God important to you. You better make him the top number one priority in your life. Because I promise you, you're the top priority in his life. And what you don't want is for him to remove his hand off of you because you're still doing your foolishness. Think he won't? Read the Bible where it says that Saul kept doing what Saul felt like he was big enough and bad enough to do because he was king. The Bible says specifically that God lifted his spirit off of Saul. Let him stay in his, his on his throne, but lifted his hand. See, so, oh God, I hear you in here. Some of y'all don't even realize you're still in position for God that already lifted his spirit. I'm not threatening you. I'm just telling you what God says. And as the old folks say, I'm just telling you what God love. What's that? Come on. See, there's, there's a church boy right there. I'm just 
just going to tell you what God loves, that's the, that's the truth. Some of us are thinking that everything is okay with our lives because, you know, I mean, my money, you know, I got to work with it, but my money all right. You know, my kids are good. Um, I got a good job. You know, God just blessed me with a promotion. Praise God. So, hey, life is good. Yeah, God will let you go on that. Go on and, and get all that stuff. But there's a difference between the permissive will of God and the perfect will of God. Amen. Permissive will of God means he'll let you go ahead and get that stuff. You ain't said that. You said, I asked God and I didn't hear no, so I guess it's okay. You didn't hear yes either. So because we don't hear no, or because we say, okay, God, now I want this job, and they 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 um they, they called me for an interview, and, and, and I went, and the interview's well, and so God, um, if they call me, then um, God, I really want this job, so thank you, amen. Uh, Ms. So-and-so, uh, we want to congratulate you on a good interview, and so we want to offer you... I heard that over there. God is good. God ain't saying Jack. But because it turned out the way you wanted it to, now God is good. There's a way that seemeth right to a man. But it'll lead you straight to hell. Let's look back at Deuteronomy. I promise you, I'm going to let y'all go because y'all are like, ouch, ouch, ouch. If I had to ouch it, y'all got to ouch it too. Ooh. I don't know if that was an ouch or a lizard in the room. I don't know which one. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, listen, this is what the scripture says. It says, this what is being commanded is not too difficult for you, nor is it out of reach. Some of us, that's too much. Come on, tell the truth. How many of us said that about the word? Can I just get some honest folks in here? There's some things you've heard in the word, things you said in the word. Y'all ain't gonna tell the truth. Fine, I'll say it for you. There's some of y'all that have said that's too much. I don't understand. Now, God, you know that they ticked me off. So you saying I can't cuss? No, that's too much. They don't understand nothing but me cussing. Thank you for your honesty, Gwen, because ain't nobody going to say that. And I don't understand what's wrong with cussing. I mean, at least I didn't kill them. The Bible says, let no corrupt conversation come out of your mouth. The Bible also speaks of, and I have to find the specific word, but I'm just telling you what God tells me right now. The Bible also speaks about killing somebody with your words. If you're not speaking life into them, there's only one thing you, you only got one or the other, life or death. If you ain't speaking life, when you cussing them out, you are not speaking life to them. Not quite, but that's good. I'm going to put her in, look, she about to come up here and preach. But James 3 does talk about controlling your tongue. And it talks about the flippant tongue. And it talks about that, that weapon that's in your mouth that is uncontrollable. Well, God know my heart. Can I just go, oh God? Can I just say something about that right there? God does know your heart. That's why he got me preaching this today. He does know your heart. You saying it out your mouth does not negate you going against God's word. Well, God, I don't understand. How, so you're telling me God will want me to be in some, uh, you know, to be financially destitute because some of the stuff he asking for, I don't see how that's going. Now I'm going to line up the way my, my bank account set up. That, that ain't going to work. So the scripture that says that he owns a camel on a thousand hills. The scripture that says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. The earth is the Lord's. Everything on the earth is the Lord's. Not just the cattle on the hills, but he owns the hills. Not only does he own the hills, he owns the earth. And you talking to him about how your bank account set up? 
Here's the problem with why you concern that your bank account is set up in such a way that it, 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 if you do it God's way, it's going to be impacted. Because you have forgotten that the reason why you got any money in your account is because of God. Amen. Amen. Ain't none of this to make you feel pleased. This is to make you think, and this is to make you line up. If you got anything going on in your life, I don't care what it is. If you smoking, if you cussing, if you drinking, if you, uh, I got kids. I call it. But you know. All that. And you ain't got a ring on it. I need you to tighten up. No, God needs you to tighten up. Because here's the reality of it. I'm going to be able to, if God would take me and drop me there right here, I will be all right because I said what God told me to say. It's not my job that you live it out. It's your job that you live it out. My job is to teach you to preach it. So get mad at me if you want to. Baby, I'm going to sleep tonight. Matter of fact, I'm probably going to take me a good sailor this afternoon. <laughs> because it's not difficult or out of reach for you. The Bible says, that in verse 14 in Deuteronomy 30. But the word is very near you. Listen, in your mouth and in your heart that you may observe it. How? And I said, God, how am I supposed to explain that to them so they understand it's in their mouth and in your heart? Anybody ever had, you, you ever had somebody call you and they just sound like they so upset, they so broke down, and you sit there and say, God, I don't know what to tell them because I'm broke down, busted, and disgusted myself. And out of nowhere, you remember a scripture. I don't know where it is, but the Bible say. <laughs> Guess what? That's the word in your mouth. But the only way it can be in your mouth is if it's, if it's in your heart. How is it that we can pull that word up for everybody else, but it ain't applicable to you? Right. We're going to cut this out. We're going to start this year out right. We're going to start this year out the way God intended, not the way you already had it set up in your mind in November last year. This is how we're going to start 2020. You out here? Come on, son. You, you already had it set up in your mind. This is how we're going to start the year out. We're going to start it with doing this, and we're going to start it with doing that. And I, no, I ain't, we ain't going to be able to fit uh, that in because on Thursday night, I got to do such and such. So I don't know how about I'll get the Bible study if I can. And wrong answer. The only way you can know the commandments that you're being held accountable to is if you get that word in you. The only way. Well, it really don't fit into my schedule, but you can get other stuff to fit in your schedule. I really live, and if you think I'm coming down your block, I ain't trying to come down your block. I'm telling you what God said. I, you know, uh, the way my gas set up, I can't be wasting gas going all the way over to the, the east side, all the way over to the west side, all the way north, all the way south. I can't be wasting gas doing it, but you'd be all right if your boss told you to come in an extra day. If your job depended on it, you wouldn't like it, but you do it. Can I help you out with something? Your life depends on this. Your life depends on it. Y'all, I ain't standing up here for my help. Do y'all see I'm sweating myself to death up here? I did it because God told me to walk in as the apostle of this house and set on. I'm over 50. I sweat when I'm breathing. My intent was not to come in with all of this on, but God gave me instruction. You need to put on my yoke. You need to put on my mantle. They need to see the apostle stand in this house and set on. We will have intercessory prayer every Sunday. You're not going to be able to set your clock by the time that we get out of here on Sunday anymore. You're not. If God said we get out at the time we've been getting out, amen. I get to pull folks early. <laughs> but if God doesn't release us, we're going to stay right here until God releases us. Because here's the deal. The enemy is out for some of y'all. He is enticing. He is setting up stuff. And y'all don't even see him coming. 
you don't even see him coming. And then by the time he's standing up in your face, you'll be like, whoa, what's this? And you all busted in your spirit. You all broke down. Then what you do is you don't come to church. The one place you can come back to get strength, that's the very place you decide to cut out of your life. But God said today, I'm telling you that this is what will, this is what will happen if you choose life. His word is life. He said, I'm setting it before you today. Life and prosperity and death and adversity. He said, I'm setting it before you today and I'm commanding you to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgments. Why? That you might live and multiply. Y'all quit existing and start living. Quit existing and start living. And maybe your living might not be to your uh, uh, existing standards because y'all do know that you can sit there and be balling and just be existing. Just have stuff, got money, got folks around you, but you got no peace. Right. I got to be honest with you. I'd rather just have 50 cent in my pocket and have peace. Yes. He said that you might live and multiply, that the Lord your God may bless you in the land where you are entering to possess it. Some of y'all are looking at some things that you're trying to get into. Some jobs. You're looking at some, some expansions. You're looking at, 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 at ministries that you know God has planted in you. And you're like, okay, okay, I can't fight it anymore. Okay, God, all right. And, and, and do you realize that the only way that you'll be able to excel in those things is if you do it God's way? It's got to be God's way. I hear the Lord right now, and he's saying that be careful of some of those folks that you got on your board. I know it's people that you've known for a little minute, and it's some folks that you've seen do business in a certain way, and so you trust the things that you've seen them do for themselves. He said, well, be careful that those are the ones I need on your board. He said, because there's some places that I'm trying to take this team. He said, that that that, that first year, y'all, y'all was stellar, but you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. There's some folks that need to be on your board that you don't realize who bankroll they stuff. That they're going to put your name before people. And the stuff that you've gotten as far as endorsements and as far as folks donated, you ain't saying nothing, sir. Nothing. He said, well, be careful of the people that you have on your board. Because while they're sitting there in your boat with you, you don't see some of them behind you poking holes. And you're trying to figure out where the water come from. Where the leak at? Well, I don't even know. Remember, I'm the one that told you about the leak. Be careful. Be careful. I don't know. You're shaking your head at me like I can't believe it. So I don't know what it is. Well, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Then that's confirmation, sir. That's confirmation. Be careful of the people that you put on your board. T stand up. I'm trying to get past what God do, but you know, to get to this, but I gotta do what God said. Um Nikki, uh oh, hopefully my office door is open. On my desk, uh, there is a blue bottle that has oil in it. Bring that to me, please. Uh come here, um, T. It's not open. Alright. Cause they will keep my junk locked up. I'm from Chicago, so I'm good with that. But I need to tell you what God said. I was talking to the Lord today, this morning, and you came before me. And he told me to tell you that before you came here, you felt like you needed to maintain your own growth, your own uh, 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 your own connection with him because you didn't trust where you were and you didn't think that they had your best interests at heart. And so you were doing it yourself. And God told me that when you came here, you got rested. You said, okay, I'm in a good place. I'm comfortable. But God said the only way that you can get to the place where he's called you to go is for you to go back to that place that 
You were you were staying close to him. You were staying connected. You would chase away. There'd be times you wouldn't answer your phone. You wouldn't answer texts. You were in the word. You were talking to him. You were interceding. You for hours before you knew it, you looked up at uh huh. You would look up at the clock and be like, whoa, I've been here for a minute. God said it's time for you to go back to that place. He said because you've gotten comfortable.
issues in life. The word says that if you choose not to hear the word of today, if your heart is turned away, that's what the word says. The word says, if you will not obey. He said, if you are drawn away. And the scripture says, if you worship other gods and serve them, you do know that your flesh is a god. You ain't hearing me. Your flesh is a god. So if you're choosing to obey your flesh and not obey God, this word says, I declare to you today that you will surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land which you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess it. That's the word. Then he ends up by saying, so choose life. Choose life. Choose life. I need everybody to understand what you mean. Everybody, how do you choose life? You choose life by loving the Lord your God, by obeying His voice, and by holding fast to Him. Three things by obeying, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying His voice, and by holding fast to Him. Make sure she's ready to get up. Be careful with her. Three things. By loving the Lord your God. By obeying his voice. By holding fast to him. Those are the three ways that you choose life. His word is not far from you. It is not so far that you can't reach it. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. Choose life today. Every head bowed, every eye closed, every head bowed, every eye closed. Okay, God, I hear you. I hear you. No, we're not doing that today. The Lord said that if you heard his voice today, and if you know he was speaking to you, and if you're big enough and bad enough to come to this altar and say, I need some help, I'm not laying hands. You're coming to the altar will just acknowledge that, God, you spoke to me today. And I haven't been living my life exactly to the letter in which you want me to. And I've, been, I've incorporated some things in my life that I felt like I had to. But quite frankly, I didn't have to. It's just what my flesh wanted. It's just how I felt like I had to hustle to make it happen. You know that you come meet me at the altar. Come meet me at the altar. Come meet me at the altar. I ain't laying hands no more. God not told me to. We just going to pray. We just gonna pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Make room for me. Just won't come and make room for me. If you gotta move chairs, move chairs. Make room for me. Anybody, I don't even care. If it's the musician, if you need to come up here for prayer, come on. Whatever. I don't even care. But if you need, if you know. This word spoke to you saying that here's some stuff I need to tighten up on. You need to get up here. You need to get up here. My God today. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. Thank you. Thank you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Grab hands with the person next to you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just make it happen however you gotta do it. Touch somebody's shoulder. Do what you gotta do. Hallelujah. Let's talk to the Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word today, God, because you spoke to us. You spoke to all of us today. Your word made it so clear that we've got no excuse. Your word is in our heart. Your word is in our mouth. God, help us. God, help us to do it, be what it is you've already created us to do and be. God, we know that life comes and then we tend to forget about what your word says. But God, I bind the devil right now in the name of Jesus. I bind every uh, uh, raven 
that will try and come and take this word out of our ground of our heart, God. Father, I pray that it take root and that it would grow, God. Father, this might be a critical and difficult year for us. We be needing to move out of what it is we've been doing. But God, I pray that you would that you would strengthen us as we make these transitions. You would strengthen us as we make these changes in our personal life, in our ministry walk, on our jobs, in our families. God, at every place we go, God, let our light so shine. God, till we get to a place where folks say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, something different about you. Something changed about you. You don't be jumping off ready to, to cuss and fight like you used to. You don't be checking folks like you used to. You actually operate more with a smile on your face than you used to. What happened? And God, I pray that we would remind ourselves of today what we would say because his, his commandment is in my heart and in my mouth. God, thank you. Because we want to start the year strong. We don't want to start the year wrong. We don't want to go in the way that we think is right, God. But we want to go in the way that you've already made right. God, thank you. God, let us be an extension to our families, to our extended families, to our friends, to our co-workers, God. Let this not just be for today, but let it be for always. Father, we bless you. And we glorify you. We thank you, God, for the newness of life. We thank you, God, for the newness of life. Come on, if you believe it. We thank you, God, for the newness of life. God, it might not look different, but we're going to make sure it becomes different. It might not feel different, but we're going to make sure it feels different. Father, we, we might not have even made any changes right at this moment, but trust and believe, God, we own our, we own our tasks. Because more than anything, God, we want to honor you with our lives. We're not trying to make lift our name, but we're trying to make your name all that people see. Because it's your name. It's your name. It's always been your name and always will be your name. God, thank you for keeping us to hear this word. Thank you for allowing us to be here to hear this word. God, thank you for the word taking root in our lives. Everybody repeat after me. Say, God, thank you for loving us enough for bringing this hard word. Now, God, help me to do what it is I need to do to measure up to your word. It'll be hard, but you'll grace me. It'll be difficult, but you'll grace me. It will be, uh, don't worry about it, I'll just say it for you. It'll be some times I really get pissed off about this, God. But you're going to grace me. You're going to grace me. And God, when I feel like giving up, you say that. When I feel like giving up. Increase my faith. Increase my strength. Increase my endurance. And help me give you glory. With my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hug about three months before you go back to your seat and say, This year is going to be different. Come on, come on, tell somebody else this year is going to be different. This year is going to be different.
Come on, we got one. Is there anybody else? Yeah. Is there anybody else? If you desire to be a member of the greatest ministry in the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we love each other. Yeah. We seek ways to love and serve our community. We we figure out ways to, to, to evangelize and disciple. And we exist to evangelize and disciple the world one household at a time. In other words, we love God, we love his people, we evangelize his people, and then we repeat. It's like a, you know, a cycle, great cycle. So one, anybody else? Going once, one, twice. That's all right, I'm going to be back here next week. Give me a hand. Got three questions for you. Can I be able to ask these questions right now? No. <laughs> Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Do you agree to abide by the rules and regulations set forth by this ministry? Do you agree to use your time, talents, and treasures to help this pastor, or excuse me, this apostle, further the vision that God has given up for this house? Kiosha. His house. Welcome his house. Somebody say it's offering time.